We're back. Did you know that? It's been a while since we've done this. It's been a while. It's been a good little while. Mm. A lot of things have changed. There have been, yeah. We got snow. Yeah. All right, I guess we better get into it. Hello. How is everyone doing today? This is your host, Wesley Humes, and welcome to the Conifer Community Church Podcast. Once again, I am your host, and today I am joined by the great and powerful Lance Waringen. Hello, Lance. Howdy. Welcome to the podcast. We are excited to have you. Stoked to be able to talk about some things. And yes, some of you might be have been wondering, where have we go? Why did we disappear for a little while? And to be honest, it has to do with the fact that we've just been busy, or I have at least, and haven't had as much time to get these done. But these are back on the priority list. We are back in the saddle doing some podcasts. So be looking forward to a couple of different series that are coming up. Uh, one of those being, uh, hopefully we're going to be able to interview our elders here at the church to let you know a little bit about behind the people that are help making decisions and the overseers of Conifer Community Church. Um, so that's something to be looking forward to. And what we're going to be doing here over the next several podcasts, we're going to just be talking about the Lord's Prayer. Now, Lance, you've done a ton of different research and study on the Lord's Prayer. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a few sermon series and, you know, this past, this past few weeks in our uh, sermon series on prayer, uh, I asked for questions about prayer from the congregation. And one of those things is breaking down the Lord's Prayer. And so since I've done a few sermon series on that, I thought that doing a podcast, something that would be just out there and easy to access, would be probably the best way to go for um, that particular portion. Because I think the Lord's Prayer is is one of the greatest resources in learning to pray mm-hmm. and um, building and aligning our hearts with, with God's priorities in prayer as well. That's awesome. And I think that's something that we can sit in for a little bit as we think about where the direction of even these conversations goes, if you, the listener, have any questions that you would, around prayer or around really anything that you are curious about or would like to um, hear us talk about, we would love to be a part of that with you and help you or helping maybe guide some conversations to have around that. Um, People can can email me at pastorlance at conferccc.org with any questions on prayer, and I can... I can add those either into the sermon series or Wes and I can talk about those on the podcast here. Fantastic. And if you have anything else, otherwise, please don't forget to send those in. That's a lot of fun for us to be able to discuss and share those here. But let's get into it. We've had two minutes, almost three minutes of housekeeping things, and I'm sure you guys are here for the Lord's Prayer. So let's even start with a bigger brush question um, and think about what is prayer? Yeah, that's. I, I think that's the place to start um, because that's um, the context that Jesus was coming to whenever, whenever he gave the Lord's prayer, whenever he told the disciples, "This is how you, this is how you pray." Um, one of the resources that we um, utilize and we have taught our kids around um, for the past few years is your kids. The, your kids personally, or the kids at the church? M- well, my kids have been were a part of the class, but um, our church, our kids at church okay. um, have gone through at least a portion of the New City Catechism. So just basic question answers about faith 
and theology, trying to give them a good framework of, of where to start in their faith. But it also gives a good context for all of us in, in our faith as well. And, and throughout church tradition, uh, Presbyterians, um, Reformed Church, uh, Methodists, uh, many, many different groups have used catechisms in order to give just a basic framework. And a part of the New City Catechism is on prayer. So question 38 and following um, give a little bit about prayer, and I think that they frame it very well. Um, the question is, what is prayer? And the answer for the catechism is, prayer is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. And I think that gives a, a good a, a good posture for prayer as well, that um, it is us pouring our hearts out to God. And so that, that kind of pushes back towards the question of what about the prayers that we repeat over and over again. And if those prayers that we repeat over and over again are coming from our heart, then it's perfectly appropriate. Yeah. Um, and kind of just let's take a step back for a little bit, because we've even been talking about prayer within youth ministry. And I find it's hard to use that, like, because what you just said was very big language. Can you actually read that definition again from there if you still have sure. it in front of you? The, the question is, what is prayer? And the answer, prayer is pouring out our hearts to mm-hmm. God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. Yeah. And we could do an entire podcast of like three hours or six hours just on that question alone of what is prayer. But I think that brings us into an interesting place of like, where do you start? Because a lot of that prayer petition is interesting language because I know with our kids, there can be a selfishness that they will express of, well, I just, I don't know how to pray because I feel like I'm only talking about myself. And I always try to pose them the question if God answered every one of your prayers what would the world look like or would it only be your life that has changed whenever it comes to prayer yeah that's a good question yeah because I think it I mean it it even like it's a segue into a later episode of the Lord's Prayer but where it's a we and give us our daily bread not give me my daily bread and it's kind of trying to maybe ask that question of how are we praying for our nation or our world even our communities yeah. to our families, and and we do have a natural tendency to focus on ourselves. Yeah, we um, will think about you know, and and even the people closest to us. So a lot of our prayer requests may be around those who are sick, which is appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it may be you know asking God for things and for things to go better in life, which is appropriate. Um, but if that's everything that it is, that's not um, a complete approach to prayer because. Even though it's it's pouring our hearts out to God, there is a focus on God Himself rather than just ourselves um, that is important in in that communication. Yeah, because I I don't know why I thought about this, but I went to my like seventh grade biology class and thinking about like kingdom phylum class, family order, species. I think I might have missed one in like how you break down a different like within the genetic web of thinking of those things where it's like sometimes we don't think of the kingdom we come from or like a bigger question. So the point of bringing up that analogy was sometimes we kind of keep it in our close knit priorities. Yeah. We keep it, we keep it about our requests and, and we forget that we are addressing uh, a holy and majestic God. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a part of, I guess, the context that Jesus gave with the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And um, there, there, is, there is some specific framing around the giving of the Lord's Prayer in both Matthew and Luke. Um, it's found in, in Luke chapter 11, and then also Matthew chapter 6 yep. in the New Testament. And um, the, the framing of, of Luke, the interesting piece of this, is that it's the, it's the one place that the disciples ask Jesus to teach them something. So the, the, at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, it is the disciples coming to Jesus and saying, Lord, teach us to pray. Show us what this looks like, and so you know we are we are in good company whenever we're trying to figure out what is what does our prayer life look like? What does it look like to pour our hearts out to God? Yeah. Um, we we are in good company because those guys are the ones that started the church that we're a part of today, mm. and they had the same questions that we do. Um, just asking Jesus, uh, what does it look like, and how do we how do we do this? Yeah, because I think it's it's an even it's a deeper question that's just awkward. Like prayer can be kind of weird sometimes to a non to a non-believer and to a new Christian of I'm going to sit in my room alone because if we also look at the context of Matthew because we talked about this with even verses 5 through 7 I believe uh where it talks about don't be like the hypocrites on the street corner that they have already received their reward by the public image of prayer but go in secret and go into your room and pray to the God that is unseen. And so I think the interesting thing is like, are we just talking to God? But then like we're talking to thin air and then sometimes we don't hear back from God or do we hear our own Holy Spirit within us? Or is that our inward dialogue that we have with ourselves and the conversation, you know, just all these different weird and interesting things that can happen. Yeah. Certainly, certainly apart from faith itself. So if you, if you are, believing and you are trusting that that God is present and you are speaking to him then uh, you know faith is that key component that that makes uh, prayer effective and, yeah. and realizing that we are not just talking to ourselves yeah. otherwise it is a pretty weird practice I know and I <laughs> I guess I'm saying that from like a new believer or a non a non-believer that might be listening to the show it's like yeah that is kind of weird like let's let's name it but also within the context that we talk about with our God, with God, with big G God, like we are saying, Hey, we're having a conversation with him, which is mind blowing. Like if we look back to the old Testament, prayer was usually done through the priests and prayer was usually done through sacrifice and prayer was usually done through large communities. And now all of a sudden it is us and God. Like the one who created everything wants to hear what we have to say or wants to be a part of us. It's almost like having social media with the creator. Of, it is like having social media with the creator of the world and the creator of the world cares. Because yep. I know I know for me, social media can just be sometimes I'm just scrolling because I want to look at blue light, not because I'm actually looking at anything sure. or reading anything. Yeah, so. yeah I, you know, that faith component is, is a key part of... Um, us pouring our hearts out to God, and a key component of that context that you mentioned. Um, just to read in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 5, these are those verses that you referred to um, earlier. It says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. 
Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not, do not heap up empty phrases as Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So, so this context really gives a, um, a, a faith foundation for, uh, for what our prayers should be. The, the, the one big thing that Jesus was pushing against was um, praying in order for you to get the approval of others. Yeah. That's that's a key in what it you know don't don't shout your empty words from rooftops so that everybody can hear you and is impressed with with the way that you can say things um, go into secret and it doesn't mean that we always have to be in a closet that we shouldn't have public prayer it just yeah. means that our prayer should be specifically directed in faith to the God of the universe and and that's the posture us pouring our hearts out to God, that should be the posture of prayer. It shouldn't be for those around us. It shouldn't be um, just those phrases and and for people to think, oh, he must be very, very spiritual because he can say just the right words at just the right time to God. Because yeah. um, you can be charismatic and have a, a way with words and it not be from the heart. Yep, yeah. Like I'm not not trying to name names or say anything, but people can be that way of like, I think what Jesus could also be saying here as a sprinkle of salt on this, because I'm processing it right now, is like crying out of our hearts. Yes. Is what prayer is. Yeah, crying out of our hearts. And and the Lord's Prayer can become empty words. Mm-hmm. It can it can become the exact thing that Jesus was warning against if we are not pouring our hearts out to God. That's why I think it's it's so important to use the Lord's Prayer as a pattern for prayer. Um, and not just necessarily repeating that over and over again, but a good starting point or a good foundation point Mm. for us. And, and then as we go on through these next few podcasts, I just want to, I want to break down the meaning of each of the phrases because Jesus is, um, teaching his disciples how to posture themselves before God, how to pour their hearts out to God. And he's also giving, um, God's basic agenda for the world. And, and so bringing those two things together um, is, is a part of what makes the Lord's Prayer so powerful and, and can be so life-transforming for us if we, if we really grasp and absorb the concepts and begin to live that out in our lives. That's super, super powerful. And, you know, we look forward to those pieces. But let's, let's maybe talk about the Lord's Prayer in the context of it, because I think that's a interesting place because you pointed out earlier, we have one in Luke 11, I believe in Matthew six. Um, where, where do we see some compare and contrasting as we, well, you know, the two things that you see in, in both of those, um, one Matthew is in the context of, um, the sermon on the Mount. So he's, he's teaching his disciples and, um, and it gives, it gives that context The the surrounding verses are, don't use those empty phrases. So don't don't pray for the benefit of others or for your own benefit to you know be thought of better by others, but use it as a as a vehicle of communication between you and God. Mm-hmm. Um, let that mm-hmm. be 
between your heart and God's heart and, and the alignment of those two things. And then also in, in Luke, it's, it's basically the, Jesus, the disciples asking Jesus, how do we pray? So, so basic instruction um, that, we're, that they were looking for in how do they communicate with God and Jesus giving them um, that. And an interesting piece of this, and this kind of goes into, um, I think, some of the next stuff that we want to talk about is the differences in the Lord's Prayer. Mm. Because you, you, may, um, you may come into church and we may say a version of the Lord's Prayer and then if you look in Matthew chapter 6, there may be an extra phrase in there that you say, wait, that's not in the Lord's Prayer in Ooh, Matthew. We're getting to add some stuff to the yeah, Bible? Are, are we, we adding snakes I now? Mean, th- that's the question. That's the question. <laughs> um, and then also in Luke, it's, it's different. It's slightly different. So here, let me, um, let me begin with Luke, and I'll read it for you. It says, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. That's the that's the full version in Luke chapter eleven of the Lord's Prayer. But what we're probably Wait, we're used not getting, to we're not getting delivered from evil. We are not getting delivered from evil. Wait, um, so is this like a DoorDash where they're delivering <laughs> us evil? We're not getting delivered evil anymore, people. Right. We've done it. Opa. <laughs> yeah. So so you know just just seeing the differences here and in Matthew is where we get the general prayer that we would say mm-hmm. or recite over and over again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Um now many times that it will get added in there that for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Uh, many times we'll we'll have that as kind of a tag at the very end mm-hmm. or a doxology at the end. Yeah. And so looking at those different versions, questions can come up. You know, if we're if we're praying any one of those, are we praying the Lord's Prayer? Are mm-hmm. we adding to the Lord's Prayer? Uh, what is the right thing to pray in that? And going back to that foundation of it's pouring our hearts out to God. And so Jesus is giving this to give the, give the disciples a framework for, um, for what they should pray and how their hearts should be aligned with God. Yeah. And so then looking at the differences, it shouldn't matter so much about the differences as long as we are aligning our hearts with, with the God of the universe and, and what Jesus was directing them to pray. Mm-hmm. And then that final phrase, um, which trips a lot of people up, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Um, not a bad line to pray, good doxology. Um, it was in some of the uh, versions, some of the original versions of of the New Testament, okay. but it wasn't in the earliest versions. Yes. And so and so here's how here's how you'll find it. You'll find it in the King James, the KJV. The KJV Can't has that line in mm. the Lord's Prayer. So if you're reading in in the King James version, you're going to see it there. Most of the um, current day translations will not have that line because the more evidence, the more manuscripts that we've had for the New Testament, yeah. the earlier manuscripts that we have don't have that phrase. 
Okay. And so and so they think that it, it could have been something that the church had added on a doxology that they could have added on. It's not it's not wrong or bad to yeah. pray that thing um, or that line, but it it we think that it probably wasn't in the original transmission of mm-hmm. of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, why so, does that matter? You know it it. It matters for us to understand because it's confusing. Yeah, it matters for us to to understand how that came about, um, because we see then three different versions of the Lord's Prayer, and we mm. wonder, well, what is the right one to pray? Yeah, and the bottom line is taking taking the spirit of what Jesus was teaching. The right one to pray is the one that comes from our heart, that is aligned with the heart yeah. of God, yeah. and and so you know any one of those. Are are going to be just that, and then over the next few weeks, we're going to look at what those different phrases mean, and so and so. Hopefully, it's going to expand your understanding and expand your ability to pray um, in the context of what Jesus was challenging the disciples to. So, your Lord's Prayer is going to look completely different from the Lord's Prayer that may be in the New Testament right now, even though you would say it specifically or recite it as as you would on a Sunday morning. Now why would you why do you, that last phrasing is interesting. Why why is that going to be something that's going to change and mold? Why or, the the way that we use the Lord's prayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it'll it'll change and morph because those things in our heart as we as we understand more and more what God is doing and and what Jesus was teaching in the mm-hmm. Lord's prayer and then how it applies today. And what we're looking for in today's world, in the context of what Jesus taught in prayer, it's gonna it's gonna change some of the language for us because um, our hearts becoming more aligned with God, um, it, it's it's gonna become more personal. Though it's not yeah. about us, it's gonna become more personal and yeah. relevant to where we are right now. Absolutely, that makes sense. Um, and there and there's good resources on on how that works. So using the Lord's Prayer as kind of a framework or a launching point for prayer, rather than using the Lord's Prayer as specifically, these are the words that we are going to pray. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I think that changes a lot for me, even as you say that, because then it becomes the the crying out of our hearts, which if we also believe in you know, God changing us and making us more like Him, we're also seeing the fact that those prayers, while initially can seem one way, are going to change into another. Yes. Because yeah. then it's going to be dialed into more what is the heart of the Lord rather than what is our personal wants and needs. Yeah. You and might have it, just heard a pop there. It's because my microphone tried to kamikaze. Tried like, to attack straight, you there. I saw that. Face. I saw that. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I was going to have to rescue you. Hey, no other podcast <laughs> in the church world is going to talk about that. <laughs> Keep it honest here. <laughs> um. Yeah, just to just to transition again, um, some resources. So as as we begin to think about expanding these concepts and these principles within prayer, um, there's a couple of really good resources um, that I have used in the past that have that have really helped me. And um, you know, in over the course of the next few weeks, as you listen to this, as we go through our our sermon series, or even if you know it's another time and you just want to return to how can I pray the Lord's Prayer? How does it become more of pouring my heart out to God? Mm. Um, two resources that I'll suggest for you. One is a book by Ken Hemphill called The Prayer of Jesus. 
Is this a middle reliever for the '86 Mets? This is not a middle reliever for the. This is a. This is a seminary professor and friend of our family. Oh. Um, that that we have known over the years, but he. Um, That's and, awkward. <laughs> and I was I was uh, a part of some of the lectures that he gave whenever he wrote this book, and it was very helpful and transformative for me as I as I began to embrace the Lord's Prayer as the pouring out of my heart to God, not just the reciting of, of words. And so that one is is very easy to read, um, pretty short, um, Ken Hemp Hill, The Prayer of Jesus. And then also another resource that I recommended in the first couple of weeks of this sermon series um, is a book by Archie Parrish, and I believe it's I believe it's on Kindle. I'm not sure if you can get a hard copy of it. Um, it's called A Simple Way to Pray. Hmm. And in that, he breaks down how Martin Luther taught um, his barber how to pray yeah. and, and how he taught his barber how to use Scripture and also the creed. So basically, uh, Martin Luther would go in, he would get his hair cut. And Martin as Luther King? Nope, Martin Luther. Mar- okay. Martin, Martin Luther. Um, the reformer of the he, 1500s. Yes, because there's also a there's another... Uh, book about that. It's like the skeptics of a barber or something like that that also walks through that. We'll, okay, we'll have that resource for the next time. I can't remember what it's called, but okay. continue with cool. yours. Yeah. So, um, so basically, Martin Luther would go in and he would get his haircut, and his barber said, "Hey, will you teach me how to pray?" And and Martin Luther basically taught him how to use the Ten Commandments, how to use the Lord's Prayer, and how to use the Apostles' Creed in making in in pouring out his heart to God. Yeah. And and so it's it's utilizing some of these principles that we're um that we're talking about over the over the coming weeks and and how he broke that down for his barber in in teaching. There's also a children's book by RC Sproul um a, about the same thing. That That might be what I'm thinking of. That's a um the barber who wanted to pray, or so, I, I think that's the name of it. Yeah. But it's a children's book, children's picture book, and Aww. and just a great resource for the younger ones as well. I might have to get that for Elliot one there, day. There you go. Um, one thing I kind of want to to why why does this matter? Like, why do we go through this conversation of prayer and the Lord's prayer specifically? Like, why does this matter to our day-to-day lives as we are interacting in our 2022 context? It even feels weird to say 2022 after the last two years. Why does this matter? Um, it, it's a it's a basic core essential of of Christian life. Mm-hmm. So if, if if the basic Christian life is a relationship with God, and and we think of other relationships that we have with other people, yeah, a core component of relational development is communication mm-hmm. and 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 so if we don't understand how to communicate well um, with friends or family members then we end up in very dysfunctional relationships and and have a very difficult time developing those yeah. in the same way if we don't learn to pray um, it it becomes a very lopsided or strange relationship with God um, because we are not, communicating with with our creator in in the way that he has designed for that to work yeah because i'm even thinking of like the misconceptions that we can have towards prayer like it's a lottery system or that it's a soda machine it's the two metaphors that i talk about with our kids that 
prayer is not. It is not a lottery system in the sense of we hand God 75 prayers every day and then yep. he might answer three. Or we don't take our good deed tokens to the soda machine, put in our good deed tokens, and then pick a Coke or a Coke Zero and get our Coke Zero back. And so, like, understanding that prayer is that communication with our our deepest friend, our person that will know us more intimately than our spouse or the most powerful people that we know who know us the best with our creator. And so it's conversation and uh, importancy of knowing where our hearts are with him. Yep. Because I think we see it all also throughout all of scripture. If we look at any particular character or time or place, all the way from Job and Jeremiah to Paul and John in the New Testament, we see that those are out, outpouring of their hearts yeah. there. Here's, a, here's an illustration that just popped into my head. Mm. Maybe this will work. Maybe you'll have to go back and edit. Um, we don't do that at this podcast. I think, um, <laughs> you, you know how some people develop um, emotional connections in their own hearts in their own minds, and even crushes on celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so many times, I think it without a life of prayer to where we are specifically relating to God and pouring out our hearts to God, it can be a relationship kind of like that, to where we be we become enamored with a God who's created all things. We and He becomes like this celebrity that's distant from us, but we feel some emotional connection to. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, even in, in some of those, call it relationships, I guess, where people then meet their Hollywood celebrity crushes or, or yeah. the, the ones that they admire, many times it becomes really, really awkward because the other person doesn't have any idea who that person is, um, and it, but and they, it becomes but the, weird. It gets really weird. Very quickly, because the fan... Like in this in this sense, because I've heard about this from some of the celebrity podcasts that I listen to, they'll have fans who listen to every single podcast every yep. single week. They feel like they are they in know a them. relationship with. They're them. laughing in the car with them. Yes, yeah. You know, and but then, they don't really know them. Yes, because there's no back and forth. It's not a no two way street. It's yes. only one way. Right. So without prayer, that's kind of what our relationship with God can turn into. Yeah. Um, so prayer is an essential part of developing a, a, a relationship with God, because without two-way communication, relationships just don't work. Yeah, because I'm even thinking as we come into hardship or even glory and come to the Father, like we have those encounters with the Lord. So we have read, to c- continue the analogy, the Bible becomes the podcast that we listen to regularly. Yep. We are reading the Bible, but we aren't praying. So we know who God is. But then when we have a face-to-face encounter with God in our reality, we then do- we're then we confused, we're upset. We Oh, God didn't answer the way I thought he would as right. we step into that yep. space. We, we fashion in our own minds how we think God should act or react to us without actually interacting with him. Mm, that's good. That's really good. So, we need to pray. Yes. And on that note, go forth and pray. No, I'm just kidding. Um, As we continue this series, our episodes are going to be trying to chop down to 30 minutes or less. And so, um, send in your prayer requests, or or you can send in prayer requests, of course. Um, But if you have any questions, whether around prayer or other spiritual issues, 
give us an email. Um, we at the church will try to answer those in this format. And uh, yeah, so any last words, Lance, as we send them on their way? I think that's I think that's it. Next time we'll talk about that very beginning part. Fantastic. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Oh, hallowed be your name. Holy be your name, as some people would say. So, all right, guys. Kisses. Mwah. We'll see you soon.